for an incredible night. Oh, we're taking it over that. I need to stop selling magic because that isn't going to get me the gigs. And realizing that, I think, was a bit of a turning point. Sam Fitton, probably one of the best event magicians. If you want to be in this for the long game and you want to make a sustainable business that is going to grow and, and have a reputation that's going to grow, then you, you need to have something else. You mm. need to have a better plan in place. Always be in a room where there are people better than you. You can learn, you can develop, you can grow. It's someone's wedding day, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. They're not going to do it again. So make it fucking great. Hey, be sure you stick around because we're only getting warmed up. Oh, I don't want a magician, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of the Think Wedding Business Podcast with me, Howard Wing, and this boy, Adam Wing. Yeah, it's kind of just, we just do that yeah, as a regular I, thing. I forgot you were team, man. Um, <clears throat> today's another cool day. Um, this guy who we've got on today will absolutely blow, blow your mind. If you ever get the, if you ever get the opportunity to see him live, you are you are counting yourself as being very lucky because he he literally wows you. We have Sam Fitton, probably one of the best wedding not just wedding event wow. magicians. Wow. Uh, that I've ever seen. Oh. You always leave me in absolute awe. Oh, thanks, but, I, but the reason why you're here as well is because you're not only an amazing magician, but you've been a great wedding entrepreneur, great wedding businessman. You've done TED Talks. You've done Edinburgh Fringe. Is that? Am I getting yeah. all this right? Yeah, yeah so, you are. Yeah. Yeah. You've done Clacton on Seas at Social Club. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've pretty much done it all, haven't you? Without further ado, Sam Fitton, <laughs> yeah. magician. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was just giving a bit. That was, uh, that was him up too much. That was a big build-up. I enjoyed that though. I mean, I, I, great for the ego. Wonderful. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> You're obviously you're a magician and you're an event magician, but you do a lot of weddings. Yeah. Um, but more than that, you're a really savvy business guy, as 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 alluded to with all the things that you've done. Yeah. Um, like so you're kind so. of a wizard in in all areas. Yeah. Um, so it's great to have you on. Thanks oh, for thanks coming. Um, how's wedding season going for you? Crazy this year, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone else found that it's mad. I mean, obviously, I think compared to obviously the, the fallout from COVID. Hmm. Um, 2021, back end of 2021, 2022 was absolutely insane. There is no other word for it. Um, I, I can't even remember those years anymore, to be completely honest. Last year blur. was a blur, wasn't it? Really? Everyone wow. said the same. Wow, yeah. it's just, they, they just, oh, yeah, that was full on. Um, this year is busy. This is what I would consider to be a busy year. Um, in pre-COVID terms, so I'm happy with that. I think it's a it's a good Love, number of feel weddings. Feel like you've gone back to where you want to be. Exactly, perfect. Because yeah. the last, don't get me wrong, last year was amazing financially. Oh, thank you very much. Um, but stressful, busy, um, and yeah, it's it was nice. kind of putting it all back, wasn't it? Last year, yeah, it was all gone because of that. Now we're putting it all back, getting back to normal. Well, yeah, yeah. We're, you've we're, got your eggs in several baskets, which we'll probably yeah, touch on as well. Yeah. So that that then puts a strain it's, on yeah, it as well, doesn't it? So it's been really nice actually this year to be to consider my business as being busy, but at the same time actually having time for each one of those weddings and the couples as well, which is what I like. I like to have time between, you know, weddings. Yeah, you. I mean, I've seen magicians. I can think of two or three off the top of my head. I'm not going to name names, but who've come and gone over the last 10, 15 yeah. years who seem to be really busy and good and then they've just disappeared. They're not doing it anymore. Yeah. One of them is now a painter and decorator. Yeah. Um, but you always have that consistency and you're always in the forefront. When anybody thinks magician, certainly in my circles up north, your, your name's there. You know, it's in wow, the mix. Okay. There's that's only maybe awesome. one or two others that I can think of. Yeah, that's cool. It's always you. Um, so we want to touch on that. Why, <laughs> why is that? And what Infamous. moves are you making? Infamous, yeah, yeah. What moves are you making to keep that consistency? Well, we're gonna, do you want to, should we take it back? 
a little bit why it all started yeah come on then why why weddings how did it all start um yeah. take us back man right, so i remember meeting you on a wedding fair probably 15 years ago yeah over and in somewhere it was, it was and i don't think you were doing weddings then were you, you were doing circus acts or something well, yeah so it's <laughs> It depends if you, the origin story of magic is the is the weird one, and whenever I say it, people are like what? So I'm gonna have to mention it because it's just so weird. But unlike most kids who get a magic set and then obviously you know the hobby starts from there, um, it actually for me what happened was um, I <laughs> as a kid I needed an operation on my eyes, and essentially uh, my parents basically bribed me to go through with it. They took me to this toy shop in Manchester called Daisy and Tom's. And there was this guy from the Magic Circle doing this coin trick. And I was quite a savvy kid, you know. Um, I did well at school and I could not figure this thing out. And God, that annoyed me. I could not figure it out. And so that's what I wanted. That's this thing that I wanted. So my parents were like, absolutely fine. Now, what my parents hadn't told me that this surgery um, would require my eyes being removed <laughs> and would be about a six, six week to two month healing process. So without sight, basically. Pardon. So you couldn't see. Exactly. Yeah. So I woke up from the surgery, having my eyes pried open by a nurse to check that I could see, in inverted commas. And Just then, got to pause you. And then you had your eyes removed. <laughs> yeah. Taken out of your face. Yeah. I didn't yeah, want to yeah, divert because yeah. I didn't want to <laughs> interrupt him. But yeah, I had my eyes removed, so you can't <laughs> fully disconnect them from the brain. But yeah, I had them removed. <laughs> dangling on your chin. Like they, they actually have them on little silver was, trays that rest here. I thought that was some sort of metaphor. They actually took them out of your eye yeah, sockets. I told you it was good, didn't I? I told wow. you this is like you think Wolverine's got a good or origin story. Mine's, bo <laughs> mine's, mine's bonkers. So um, yeah, so basically, I'm I'm here because of trauma as a child. Um, so, but yeah, so basically, my I, I, you know, I basically wanted to know how this trick was done. I couldn't see four weeks. Your eyes lock shut because obviously, you know, we've all got something in our eye before, right? Your eye goes, oh ah, yeah, ooh, that sting, oh, and you, you find it hard to open your eye. Imagine having them out. So uh, yeah, so my eyes locked shut for four weeks. Couldn't see for four weeks. But in that brief glimpse that I got when the nurses pried my eyes open, about you know once I was conscious after surgery, um, the first thing and only thing I saw was my dad at the foot of my bed playing with that new magic trick, having worked out how it worked, and then my eyes locked shut, and I had to wait four weeks before I could do it. <laughs> oh, man. And, and I think having to wait that four weeks was just, it, it was semi-torturous, yeah. um, but it catapulted me onto this trajectory of wanting to learn magic and learn all these incredible cool. things. I wonder um, if that helped your eyes heal. As well. Yeah, who knows? Oh, we could get into the biology I want of it. to see how that's done. I want to see what it's... Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what's yeah. weird is then I went to university to study biology. So I, I oh, got okay. a degree in biology, left that. And then it was actually after university that, um, you know, I graduated into the recession, 2007, 2008. There wasn't many jobs kicking around. Um, what do you do? So logically, it made sense to join the police. So I spent two years as a police officer and then went, oh, this is rubbish. I, I want to have fun with my life. I don't want to be dealing with people I don't want to be dealing with. Mm. Um, and so I thought, well, magic's always been there. It's always helped me out and bought me drinks at, at uni and, and, and got me 
girls occasionally. Um, <laughs> not that I was a stud at school with ginger hair, glasses, and a wonderful appetite for the sciences. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was a stud. Um, it was like Dexter's laboratory, but six foot tall. Um, so uh, yeah, but I guess kind of turned to a it. A young thought, Sheldon. A young Sheldon. Yes, I was kind of not far off, except ginger and heavily bullied. Um, so um, so yeah. So I just thought, well, magic's always been there. It's always been good fun. David Blaine had come onto the scene obviously during the thousands of catapulted magic. Yeah. Dynamo all of a sudden, all it became cooler. Um, Dynamo wasn't even around when I started. Young Wing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, forget uh, you're old. He was Paul Daniels. <laughs> he I'm was 35. Paul Daniels. I'm 35. And Debbie McGee. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's yeah, the magic yeah. I remember. And, 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 and so yeah, so weddings kind of happened by accident. Um, I was always doing like birthday parties, corporate events, and then one day I got a phone call. Hey, we've got this thing going on at this this social club thing. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. It was just down the road from where I lived at the time in Lancaster. Thought, sure, I'll, I'll do that, no problem. Yeah, I'll pay you cash. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'll do cash. Yeah, great. Don't do that anymore. It's a nightmare. Um, anyway, turn, turned up, and there's this woman in a white dress. I thought, shit, what do you do at weddings? Like, what do you do? I thought, well, I, I, can, I can only do what I do. I, I don't know anything else. So I just did what I do, and it was amazing. Had this audience that wanted to be entertained, that that needed to be entertained, that enjoyed it, that I could see the purpose it fulfilled, and all of a sudden I thought, hang on a minute, there's something in this. A wedding magician, um, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't the first person to ever make that connection. They've existed for for ages in this country, mm. and actually we're quite unique in the UK. There aren't many um, wedding magicians in many other countries. The UK oh, okay. is huge, but in the States, it's almost unheard of. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's a market that honestly. Whoever cracks it, if there's anyone in the US watching this, you crack the US wedding magic market, you are going to be a millionaire. Um, because Never seen one abroad, no. No. Right? Not that I've done um, In the UK, it's a big thing, and it really works. Um, and I just, and I think I just, you know, I stumbled onto a, a good idea at the right time mm. uh, and, and mm. met good people. And, and so it just, it, yeah, it what, just kind of exploded What made you there. approach that wedding, turn up, see her in a, in a wedding dress and go... Uh oh, this is a wedding. What do, like what made you think that that was should be anything different to what it's you normally the, do? It's the pressure, isn't it? You know, when you're at a corporate event you, as a magician, you're sort of anonymous. Like mm. you're just there as a kind of byproduct mm. of of the need for entertainment. Yeah. Oh, we need to book people. We'll book this guy. We'll book this guy. And you turn up. Now, don't get me wrong. As the years have evolved, that is definitely yeah. Now they've got not, a budget for it. Yeah, let's let's it, fill it. Let's yeah. just hire some. And don't get me wrong, like, of... in the last 15, 20 years that I've been doing this, that, that attitude has definitely changed in the corporate industry. But back then, certainly, I was the person being booked to just fill that gap. Whereas yeah. at a wedding, <clears throat> you really have a purpose. And I think I worked that out quicker than maybe some people do. And, and I went, hang on a minute, I know, now, I, I know how to sell this now. Um, and ultimately, what, what really threw me about turning up and seeing a woman in a white dress was because I'd never seen a woman in a white dress before that wasn't a family member. Yeah, yeah? yeah. And the pressure that came with that of going, oh my God, yeah. this is actually someone's wedding. This is only going to happen once. I will never be able to redeem myself if I mess this up. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. lack of a better term. So it's a one, uh, this yeah, is a yeah. one this, day in their lives you got, that you've got can't one, go wrong. You've got one shot and you blow it, you're done. That's it. It's game over. Yeah, absolutely. You only get one shot. Didn't yeah, you miss your chance. And I, it's funny you forget that Faith most people <laughs> Thank you. don't go to weddings. No, very like very often in yeah. their lives. So like before I got into weddings, I think I'd attended three maybe yeah. at all. So you just it's an alien world, isn't it? Yeah. Totally, totally. I think that's why we were a big advocate when you're first starting out to so go out and do free gigs. So you kind of remove the, that kind of pressure straight yeah. away. 
you still pressure, but yeah. it's just relieved a little bit, isn't it? Well, you don't feel it? the same kind of pressure in in the sense of like if I mess this up, like. Well, pay me money and I'm going to have to give it back. And <laughs> exactly. All, all of a sudden, when your you mortgage know. is on the line for that pressure, yeah. it's not just delivering a good wedding film. It's not just doing great magic tricks or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, when it's, hang on a minute, if there's a problem here, I can't pay the gas bill this month. Mm. Uh, a different type of pressure kicks in. I, I'm just thinking of so, uh, a word that you said in one of your sentences a while ago, because you talked very fast. I'm trying to remember which I'm so sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. This brings energy. Um, you said, wait a minute, I've got something. I can sell it. Yeah. So then what made you think, right, I'm going to go full-time into weddings. And how did you sell what you do? What, is, what, what were you doing at the start? Is it any different mm. to what you do now? We can talk about both yeah. scenarios. But mm. when you thought, I can sell this, yeah. what did you do from that moment? Well, I think... I, that epiphany definitely came a few months down the line. Don't get me wrong, after the first wedding, I thought, that was really good. The audience really loved it. You know, and, and I, I realised that no one goes to a wedding to have a bad time. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going with this attitude of, this is going to be amazing. Mm. That's the only reason why people go to a wedding. They know they're going to have a good time. So that is the you perfect... expect it to be a happy day. Exactly. Yeah. This is going to be the perfect audience for what I do. Yeah, although they don't know I'm going to be there. So it's kind of a bit of like entertainment terrorism. It's just going to be forced on them. They've got no choice. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn up. <laughs> and they're not, they're not there to see me. They're there to have this amazing time with this couple. And and a few months down the line, maybe even a year, that's when the penny dropped. Of I need to stop selling magic because that isn't going to get me the gigs. It Key will, point there. Key point. It will get me. It will get me weddings. It will get me bookings. But, it, but, it, but it, not for longevity. Like the short term, yeah, absolutely. Sell magic tricks, sell videos, sell singing. Yeah, that, that will get you gigs, but it will not give you longevity. And realizing that, I think, was a bit of a turning point. And so to kind of answer your question, um, what I realized I needed to sell was the experience. It was the impact. It was what the end result is of my services. That's the whole adage of sell the sizzle, not the steak, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there are thousands of people out there doing doing magic tricks at weddings, but how many of those people actually understand and value and put value on the effect that they're having at that wedding mm. and the need that they're solving and the problem that they're solving? I would argue not many, not many. And it's the same in any, in any anything that exists mm. in the wedding industry. Yeah, it's all about the service. And it's it? maybe me going back to you saying, I know a, a few musicians that, that have come and gone. Yeah. And then maybe they're thinking, I'm, gonna, I'm selling my magic yeah. tricks when you're not, you're, yeah. selling, you're selling the effect, aren't you? You're yeah, selling yeah. the experience. Well, I think a lot of people as well see the wedding industry as a very easy cash in. Oh yeah, great. I bought an, an, a Sony camera now. Wow, autofocus is on the pupils. Wow, three and a half grand. I can turn up at any wedding, take a photo that's going to be pretty much perfectly in focus. They can turn up, they can charge a grand, they can leave. And they can yeah. just dabble. They can dance in and out of that industry as many times as they want. Um, but it's not a formula for success or longevity. That's a formula for making quick cash mm. every so often. But if you want to be in this for the long game and you want to make a sustainable business that is going to grow and, and have a reputation that's going to grow um, and therefore obviously be able to pay your mortgage for hopefully the 35 years of the term rather than the next <laughs> two or three months, then you, you need to have something else. You mm. need to have a better plan in place. Yeah, for sure. It's really good advice. Um, it, it, the same thing, isn't it, with photographers? You know, why does somebody pay that person £2,000 more than that? And the pictures yeah. are similar-ish. Mm -hmm. It's the experience. It's the person. Absolutely. It's the personal it's, branding as well. Which we, yeah. which we so, something about. that I've always been given advice from videographers mm -hmm. 
of you need to find what makes you unique you need to yeah. differentiate yourself right? you need to yeah. you know you need to make, do something that stands out but yeah. the emphasis was always you need to make your videos stand out yeah and i, I, I early on i got a lot of bad quote unquote bad advice of yeah. you need to make your videos stand out everyone's yeah. doing these type of videos what can you make your videos do that's different yeah because that's what's going to get you noticed mm -hmm. and then i realized at some point without howard i might not have but it's not about the videos it's about me and how I approach the day. And, and so I shifted percent. everything onto, you know, me, like my, my Instagram it was selfies with couples. It was me having a laugh on the day. Yeah. And then, and then they, yeah. they see that and they go, we want that. Yeah, people by people. Yeah. I mean, so, your work is incredible. Well, it's got to be good. Yeah. Of course. You're never going to be. I'm not the best. You know. <sighs> yeah. No, no. Do you know not what? Not the best. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, good is good enough, but obviously your, your good is um, your good is excellent. Where the product's but, concerned, good is good enough. Where you yeah. are concerned, and yeah. Like, so, yeah. so what do we need to do then to to make you stand out in yeah. other ways? Yeah. The person. It's, it's. Do you know what? It's. It's funny you should say this because um, I, I'm one of those douches now that goes well in my book. Um, <laughs> but I forgot to I, mention I, I, you wrote but, the book. But, I've but, got it in my office. It, I know we've got a big thank you. Um, I know. We, I know we've got like that big build up you did, and you said, "Oh, best magician and all this." And I actually don't think I am the best magician uh, that performs at weddings. I have seen some people that, and uh, wonderful for my ego. But do I think I'm a great wedding entertainer? Absolutely. Mm. Am I a great wedding magician? Well, I think there's definitely better wedding magicians out mm. there than me. But are they better at entertaining your couples? Are they better entertaining your guests, looking after your guests? Are they as attentive? Do they understand the wedding industry as well? Mm. Do they understand the flow of a wedding? Do they understand the dynamics between the turnover, the change around, what needs to happen during dinner service? Do they understand all that? Maybe not. So, and I think that's you might be good at tricks, you. but they don't know the, the whole of it. I would attest to that. You're probably the most entertaining magician I've seen because I've seen you working on a day oh, and I've seen you. how it's received and, and, and I've seen the imprint that you leave on mate, the guests. Mate, and that is the best compliment I can ever get. When someone turns to me and says, great trick, I think I've failed. Yeah. Anyone can do a great trick. Anyone can sing a good song. Any, anyone can, can make a good wedding film. But can anyone leave that lasting impression of, wow, that was a great show? That was the And to paraphrase you, in fact, not to paraphrase you, the title of your book, Is This the Best Wedding They've Ever Been To? Yeah. That's, that's what I want to leave with. I want to leave with them going, that mm. was the best wedding I've ever been to. I had a guy come to me on the last wedding and he said, Look, come up to him and you, you've got a really good vibe. Brilliant. Oh, and I was like, mate, I love I'm not, that. I've not even sang a note. Yeah, amazing. So it is, it's yeah. all those other things sometimes yeah. that really make the difference. Because, because not I, just the song I'm singing or the trick you're I, doing yeah, or the absolutely. film that Adam's producing. Do you, you know, know what? I say this to couples on the phone all the time or on Zoom meetings. I always say, as an absolute bare minimum, your videographer, your photographer, your singer, your magician, doesn't matter who they are on your wedding day, should be able to deliver an excellent product, base core product. I should be able to do great magic. Mm. You should be able to sing great songs and do it well. You should be able to make a great wedding film. But what else? Mm. What, what else about that person makes them the one you're going to book? And it's never about the product at that point because they, the product is there. It's good. It's solid. Mm. It, what else? And I always say phone up your suppliers, chat to your suppliers, meet them if you can because you'll get a feeling from yeah. them. And, and for, for anyone listening that's not willing to do that, I, I do everything via email. I don't do Zooms. Idiots. Sorry. You know, um, you're going to lose that to the other guy who's willing to do it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That is a, do you know what? Just doing stuff by email is easy. It's, it's great simple. if you can. Bang out an email. Oh, go and spend the day on the beach. But you could be missing out on potentially great clients 
and a wonderful relationship that's going to last years. I've had return, I'm sure the same is for you too, you've probably had people get in touch about christenings, uh, about other events that you can mm. perform at, about, oh, it's my 50th coming sister's up, or wedding. it's, it's my yeah. sister's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you just got an email and you hadn't built that rapport, then you're probably not going to get that. that well, you stay, I stay in touch with a lot. Again, it's about longevity. Stay in touch on socials. Yep. We, yeah. you know, we've done families, haven't we? You've, you've got. I've been through families. Yeah. Where, oh, and then the daughter's getting married now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got to come and do it. Well, Howard's got to be there because he's like part of the family. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I get that all the time. Oh, we feel like you know when I leave yeah, a you're wedding. You're the family magician. You know what? Honestly, when I leave a wedding these days, and someone like like it literally happened on Saturday night. The brother of the bride came up to me, put his arm around me, like you're one of us now. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, yeah. and I thought, Great. that is it. I know I have done the did, best job. Did you possible. want to be one of him? Yeah, yeah, they were, they, were, they, were, they were wicked. And if you could um, PayPal me some extra funds, that would be amazing because everything else. Uh, yeah. I'll let he turns the camera and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's expecting you to edit that. That's why he's doing it. It's, sorry, it's the, it's the media Winking training. Into, what yeah. can I say? Uh, yeah. I'll probably use the angle of the back of his head for this one. <laughs> the, the crown. At the, 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 the missing bald spot from years of working in the wedding industry and stress. <laughs> What else do you do marketing wise? How do you get, obviously you've got your ethos, you've got your, how yeah. you sell it. How do you get the eyeballs and? Right, I don't think there is a magic formula, um, no pun intended. I don't think there is a silver bullet. I don't think there is like this perfect way of running a wedding business or the perfect marketing strategy. There are different ways of doing things. There are different ways of running your business, but you have to play to your strengths and weaknesses as an individual mm. on your personality. You know, I know I'm a bit weird. I know I talk fast. I know I, I'm quick on responses and I can have a laugh with people. I've always been quick-witted. So I use that. I use that to my advantage. But I also know that sometimes I can talk too much. So I have to rate, I have to check myself. I have to go, right, Sam, shut up now. Yeah, shut up, just shut up. No, it's not working. Damn it, you're still talking. You know? And But I know that's a character flaw with me. So I know I have to think about it when I'm at weddings so I don't over-speak on the mic like a knob. Yeah? yeah so, yeah, I, you know, but yeah. that's stuff that I'm aware of. And you have to be aware of that. You have to be honest with yourself and go, well, what's my... What are my character traits? What are the good things? What are the things that aren't so great? And how can I use those to my advantage? But when it comes to the marketing side directly, um, I think I kind of... Oh, I met people like you, actually. I remember Leighton Hall it was, that wedding fair. Mm. Um, it was in a marquee at the back of the venue. And I remember at the time I was working with the circus guys. I don't know if you'll edit that back in, but I was working with some circus guys. I was the magician in a, in a circus-based business. So we still walk as fire breathers, magicians. And, it, and, I'd, and I'd reached a bit of a ceiling limit with this business where I was like, I need to go, I need to go solo here. Um, I felt like I was not being held back, but my thoughts and ideas weren't really being represented by the company as a whole. Mm. And, I, and those ideas were, were pushing it. You know, I was like, no, we need, to, we need to push, we need to push, we need to push. Don't get, don't settle, you know. And, and ultimately, that wedding fair was a trigger point for me because I met you. And I thought, that guy's got it. He gets it. He understands that you have to be more than the product. Um, and I remember you had these fold-out brochures, which had a CD in it at the time, so you could listen to you on the, in the car on the way home. Um, yeah, and I remember them. I've, I've, I've probably still got it at home. That's how sad I am. I remember I've got a Howard Wings CD. Everyone's got a Howard Wings CD. Yeah, it was a trifold, like leaflet and I thought god this is good it sells him really well it's got a CD holder in it he's thought it through he, he understands like this thing not to blow smoke up your ass but it was smart 
mm. you know, and your personality on the day. And I thought, I'm with these guys that are just like pulling mm. on the reins. And I thought, I need to, I need to go. So I went. So I, after that point, I kind of left that business and just said, look, guys, I, I've got other ideas that I want to explore. Um, and I went and did it solo. And I thought, right, what's he doing that's making it work? Um, and and kind of I looked at people like you. There was at the time I'd been done a lot of work with Phil White, an amazing videographer. Um, uh, and I looked at what he was doing as a brand and like what his films look like and that his couples and these high end weddings and and not just high end weddings, just just exceptional content, exceptional wedding suppliers, uh, who I had the pleasure of meeting. And I thought, what are they doing? Um, and then yeah, I just kind of went well. They seem to they seem to have this just this thing. They've got this aura. They've got this like this gravitas. I was like, where where, where does that come from? Mm. You can't buy that. Mm. You can't go online and get it from Panama's or Jessup's. You can't this you can't just buy this off the shelf. It's energy does, and drive, isn't it? And knowing yeah, the why and why you want to do it. And yeah. And I think and, the takeaway there is definitely look look for people who are crushing it or killing it or where you'd want to be in that position, yeah. what are they doing to get yeah. there and, and, and those, sort of emulate it? And, and those people will change, right? Like I know you had someone yeah. that you saw and went, actually, I want to be like that guy. And then one day you realize, shit, I'm that guy. Yeah. I've overtaken them. So who's the guy I'm now looking up to? Mm. Who's yeah. my, because I, th- I find it, it's really important to always, to always be someone. It doesn't matter if they're in the wedding industry or not, but there's, there's, to always have someone you can look at and go, they're crushing it. They're nailing it. How are they doing it? Mm. Like, what, how can I get there? You know, I, you know, never, never be the best person in the room. I like to think, never be the person there that's that knows more than anyone else. Mm. You know, always, always be in a room where there are people better than you. Yeah, I think you can learn. Can't you? you can learn. You can develop. You can grow. Um, and all of a sudden, you, you know, that's when you really start growing. I think as a person, as well as then, obviously, that is instantly then reflected on your business. Your surroundings, isn't it? The people that you're hanging out with. Absolutely, absolutely. What did Tony Robbins say? Hang out with dogs, you get fleas. You know. So. Wow, wow, that's a <laughs> scathing way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that was got, a Tony got, Robbins quote. It's a good, it's a good, yeah. good one though. Actually, yeah, that hits home. Nothing wrong with emulating either. People worry about getting. You know, I don't want to be a copy. Don't but they? There's nothing wrong don't with. They? Well, well, do you know? What, emulating, like, what else are you going to do at the do start? It, well, if you you're know, trying to be the best and learn from the best, of course yeah. you're emulating. Yeah, and until you, know, you find, yeah, you know, a subtle little way of actually differentiating. Yeah, until, I, until you get I'll experience. do what he does and what he does, and then I'll turn and then I'll add. A, now I've learned a bit. I, yeah. I've got my own ideas, and I can well, take it on, and it becomes well, your well, own well, thing. Do you know what? Years ago, um, it sounds like a proper brag, this, but I don't mean it like that. Um, please don't edit that bit out. <laughs> but I, I got a deal with Warner Brothers to write TV shows. So I spent two years working in a development team. Clang. Uh, bing! Um, working on TV show formats. And the way that you pitch a TV show to any channel is by going X meets X. You take an existing idea and you crossbreed it with another idea. And you go bang. That's the idea. Because mm. it's easy then to sell a concept. So if I turned around to you and went, Scrappy Challenge meets DIY SOS, and you go, right, so we've now got to scavenge for things to make something awesome for this family's home. Mm. Yeah? You understand the concept. And it's the same, I think, in the wedding industry. You go, right, I'm going to be Howard Wing meets Sam Fitton. Right, okay, so I'm going to be a magic singer. Okay, not the greatest analogy. 
But <laughs> I do actually know someone who's I, a DJ that does magic. Can't tell me times I've been asked if I'm the magician, but carry on. <laughs> yeah. I'm singing, what you're uh, Yeah, and the number no, of times. This comes before the singing. <laughs> yeah, when, I'm yeah. just tra- when I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Are you going to do us a trick? <laughs> no, I'm just talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Yeah. And, and you'd be amazed how many times when I can grab a mic when I'm doing hosting. Oh, he's going to sing. Gonna sing. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, no. Fly me to fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's funny. But that's the way it's done in TV land. So if, they, if they're doing it, up here, they're Warner Brothers. That's how yeah. they do it. Like, why can't why can't we do it? Why why are we? Well, that, that to me is taking it? two proven concepts that we know work, and we're making something here. Pretty much, you've got a better, you've got a better chance to sell it because you know well they two them two work. And it's relatable to an audience. Yeah. So if you can turn around to someone and say, well, I'm like that, but I also do this. Oh, right. It's easy for the customer to it's, understand. Yeah, you can what get your that, brain around what, that. What, what can't you? Exactly. Whereas if you try and describe a brand new concept to someone. Mm. It's very, very difficult to sell a concept. For example, if I'm doing magic at a wedding, great. I say, I'm like a magician, but Miles funnier. Uh, you know, and that normally makes people laugh when I go, no, yeah. I, I've got, I, can be quite, I can be quite funny. It just depends, really. It depends on your guests. It depends if they're idiots or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then they laugh on the phone. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. There'll only be a couple of them. There's always some in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, yeah. if you've got them laughing on the phone and having fun, and just, I know that I'm selling that idea that I am funnier than probably someone else you've spoken to. Oh, you've not spoken to anyone else on the phone. Oh, why not? Why have you not spoken to them on the phone? Oh well, they just replied in an email. Oh, but they don't but even they, have to mention that. He's just gone straight into it. But, yeah. they, but, they, but then they're going in. But hang on a minute, they're an entertainer. They, they speak to people for a living, but they're not picking up the phone to you. A little seeded out there, <laughs> you know. But it then makes people go, oh, actually, that's a really good point. You know, can you know you you lay the pieces, let the audience connect the dots, yeah. let your customer connect the dots, because then it's an established idea that they came up I mean, with. It's, just, it's inception, isn't it? You're just yeah. planting a little seed. Yeah. Yeah. Of, exactly. Make yeah, them think point. that they've created the idea or they've come up with the, the, the which concept. Is, which is like. miles, miles stronger than me going, hey, so I'm better than this guy because... Um, because ultimately then it just comes over as arrogant and, and abrasive yeah. and, 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 and that's not what you want to portray. Instead, you want to let the... The customer come to that conclusion through the way that you speak, the way that you handle them, mm-hmm. the experience they get from the moment they inquire, even how they land on your website. You know, everything needs to be, um, you know, it it needs to conform to that brand that you're trying to build. Which is why. I, and know, again, the, ringing somebody to speak on the phone is one other way that you're going to differentiate yourself from you and the competition. Always. Easy. Yeah. No matter what industry it's in, so many will just go clean, rip that, and that's it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and do, I always meet my couples and I don't know if you still do that now yeah. but that's as a first protocol for yeah. me Yeah, I, I always meet them yeah weirdly I think people are spending more and more time on their phones but less time speaking uh, that's what I like ironic. the human connection <laughs> yeah, yeah it's slightly ironic I like the phone um, call I've, I've been trying to tell our students from the start yeah not, you'd be surprised when people don't want yeah. to do it or still don't do it yeah strong advice on our course is <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, I always phone them. You know, and they go, "Hello." You know, it's like, "Oh my god, hello." You know, the phone rings. Hello. I did expect you to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I go, "Hey, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I can literally go into my you know, obviously because you've said it ten thousand times. You know, you know, you're, it's like a script, isn't it? You know it in your head. So I go, "Oh, it's Sanford and here, the magician. Just thought I'd give you a quick call." Um, yeah, sorry, I know it's not every day you get a call for magician. Pretty random. Um, but I thought I'd chat to you about. Yeah, are you okay for two minutes to have a quick chat? Okay, great, perfect. Anyway, tell me about your wedding. Let them speak. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and that's the conversation. We see where it you, goes. From yeah, there. I'm just saying. You just the, the, the opening line is how's the plans going? How, yeah, what's what's talk, yeah. talk about yeah. your wedding, and then you just listen. Yeah, you, just you could use that script. Don't need that to speak. exact script. <laughs> yeah. 
Are you to, actually to be, could? To, to be fair, brilliant. to be fair, just swap out the word magician to any other supplier, and immediately yeah. you've got yeah. a, you've got yeah. a script. Yeah. Belly dancer. I, it's, uh, it's Adam A, the videographer. Yeah. I know it's like every day you get a call off a videographer, and they're going, no, actually, it's not. Because of course it's not. They never planned a wedding before. The chances are, let alone spoken to a videographer on the phone. So no, it's it's going to apply to pretty much anyone. Doesn't doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, I think this is really good extra advice. Can you know we're finding a lot. We 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 are repeating stuff, and repetition is great because repetition that's where you get the skill from. Yeah. But there's been a lot of you go to wedding venues, you meet the great suppliers, create a good network yeah. around yourself, and knock on the doors of venues, introduce yeah. yourself, do gigs for free at the start, yeah. build up your network, bash. But this is this is different advice, and I think it's it's good. It is good. Is there anything else you think that you perhaps you do differently than other people that would be beneficial for our listeners as far as the marketing side? Well, I'll add to that. What's your your superpower, your uniqueness that you do different you know, you to everyone else? You know magic, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> magic is the superpower. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so awkward. Yeah, but we know that it's not. <laughs> yeah. That's not you. Unbelievable. Uh, no. So, no, I get what you're saying. Um, so, marketing-wise, I think you have to... And, it, and it's definitely getting harder this because um, when we started out uh, and I'm going back to now like 2012 maybe uh, I know 2009 was the first wedding I did but probably 2012 was when I really went right that was when I met you I think 2012 um, I think I was I've, in the industry got, for a good few years not not probably was, five years before that yeah know. so I've, I've got a pretty mad memory so I, it was definitely late in hall we met but anyway it was it was yeah it was um, don't be freaked out if I remember weird things um, so um, <laughs> But essentially, back then, Instagram was one post. Yeah, Facebook was one post. Mm. That was it. Mm. Um, and people say to me now, well, why aren't you on TikTok? And I'm like, why? Because Instagram is now six times bigger Instagram than it used to be. Instagram wasn't around in when we went to late. Yeah, no, it was that. It wasn't. You know, Facebook. It was all Facebook. It was just Facebook. It was all Facebook. Yeah. And then Instagram, maybe 2014, maybe Instagram came onto the scene. Oh, you're not on Instagram. You could post. Then now Instagram is Instagram Live. Instagram posts, Instagram story, Instagram reels. So now we're already as a as a, as a job is four times bigger than it was ten years ago. Yeah. Right now we add on TikTok. Now we add on, you know, Facebook, which granted isn't probably yeah. the great greatest place in the world as yeah. you know as it used to be because all of these others have taken over. Then we add in all these other social media LinkedIn, networks that now probably YouTube, LinkedIn, shorts, threads, sorts, yeah. shorts, YouTube, X <laughs> slash Twitter. What are you doing, Elon? Get your act together. Um, you know, everyone's got to have an X in it. Weird. Back in my day, it was um, the yellow pages. Yeah, yeah, I used to have a little advert. That's <laughs> yeah. what people did, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, and so the job of social media has become a lot harder. But um, back then, it was about jumping on those trends and and being first to, to really do something different with it. So I started making these little films at weddings. I would take, you know, little snappets, B-roll, and years of going to weddings and seeing photographers work I'd see them crouch down and get arty shots through some trees looking at something or close up shots of Prosecco being poured yeah thought yeah okay I get some guilty get, get some yeah <laughs> sorry uh, you know you get some get some b-roll basically oh no shots uh, yeah you know you get some b-roll <laughs> and so I thought well I'll take it <laughs> next week on how to be a wedding videographer <laughs> yes <laughs> so I'd started taking like these b-roll shots selfies with guests and I just used to say to, you know, groups of, you know, bridesmaids or guests to say, oh, there's a little surprise I'm doing for the couple. Can we have a selfie? And it'll go into this little video that I send to them the following day. And it was just this nice little touch. And it really worked in those early stages of Instagram when that was really different mm. and novel and interesting. Mm. And it was a nice little thing to give the couple. It didn't really take that much work. It probably took maybe an hour of work after a wedding. 
but very quickly. Now, which what's weird now is I'm now seeing other people, other well, magicians now doing that. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I was doing this 10 years ago and I actually had to stop doing it. Now you're probably thinking, what, what? you had to stop it? I started getting inquiries to make wedding films. Mm. So I got an inquiry really? through my website because I was posting loads of videos on my Instagram mm. of, of wedding films. Granted, they weren't high quality, you know, Adam Wing films or Phil White films or the Lawsons or, you know, they weren't these high-end productions. Yeah. But it was, there was a market for it. So I got an inquiry off, I can't remember her name now, maybe Lindsay, I think, from memory. But so sad. I'm so sad. I can remember weird stuff. Uh, and she was like, oh, I want to book you to do a film at my wedding. And I was like, yeah, she's just copied and pasted it into the wrong website while she's been going through her wedding suppliers. So I replied, not Lindsay, I don't do wedding films. And she went, yeah, you do. Well, I don't. She went, yeah, your Instagram, you got loads of them. And I was like, <laughs> shit. Oh, she's right. <laughs> oh, I do have loads of wedding films. And then I had to explain, no, you booked me as a magician. Uh, and then I just do this as a byproduct. It's just a 60 second short thing yeah, that I yeah, make yeah, just yeah, for yeah. fun. Mm. Oh, I don't want a magician, the shit. <laughs> and I was like, right, well, I can't just, I can't just. I can't just come and make a film. Wow. Our survey said, and so I kind of, I kind of thought, well, I'm kind of, my brand is off. I'm doing something wrong. It's not her fault that she's come to that conclusion. Yeah. It's mine. And then I got another inquiry, and I thought, here we go. And I thought, look, I, I can make a film, but it's six hundred and fifty quid. I turn up. I'm there just for the drinks reception, and you get a sixty-second film at the end of it. Nah, you're all right. Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I thought, yeah. and I thought, right. I said, right. And this needs to go. So that's when I stopped that's doing it. How weird is I, that? Because yeah, I've been doing those GoPro on a stick as long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever inquired. Well, I remember. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember it's clearly bad quality. So I, it's because they're all fish-eyed. Um, it's, I remember when we met at the Tickled Trout once, and um, Abby and Paul Madden. Um, Mitten Hall back in 2016 oh, I yeah, met him yeah, yeah. Um, and we met at the Tickled Trout and it was we had like a joint meeting with him do you remember it was very, it was very weird but funny at the same time because we were like a double act and uh, they, were, they, they left like Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> like, what is going to happen on our wedding day? And I, rem I remember it quite vividly that wedding. Actually, it was a real good one. And actually, do you know what? Um, much to the much to the point, I remember when I left that wedding, Paul went, "If we knew how good you and Howard were going to be, we'd have paid double." Yeah, so I've heard that in the past. And, that, and I and I went really. Yeah, having experience. And that was when I put my prices up by a significant amount. Um, and and yeah, so it yeah, it, I, I, it, I it's just it's just amazing yeah. how all this links and comes around and comes with everything yeah. that you do has an impact, yeah. whether that's positive or negative, and uh, nothing has neutral value in what you do in your marketing. Just, nothing has neutral value. Yeah. To be clear on what you were saying, because I, I I remember back when you used to do these little phone videos. So yeah. you were making yeah little videos for the couple, and they were going up the next day, uh, just snippets from the day that you're yeah. just putting together just to on your phone. Yeah. yeah, but what you were doing. I don't know, eight, seven, eight years ago, is, yeah. was making reels. Yeah. But before before yeah. reels. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now everyone's doing it. Yeah. It's interesting that you've consciously gone, oh no, but that's that's diluting like my brand, so I need to actually get rid of it. Because yeah. now everyone's doing it. Yeah. Everyone. Like, exactly. And, you know, I mean, makeup artists do this, content creators, everyone's yeah. trying to make these little videos. There's, there's, there's a fantastic, it's marketing. honestly, there's a fantastic business book that I absolutely swear by. You have to have balls to do this. And the, the book is called Zip Zap. Uh, you've probably never heard of it. It's probably flown under the radar. It was written about 20 years ago, if not longer. Uh, it was a New York Times bestseller back in the day. Um, 
you know, I was like a kid when this book came out. But the whole book is about when people are zipping, zap. Do yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Just do the opposite. If people start wearing, so as soon as start, magicians started wearing three-piece suits at weddings, and you might mention suits later, as soon as they started all wearing matching three-piece suits and a monochromatic tie or a single-colour tie, yeah. I got rid of it. I made the bold move to go, no, fuck it. Right, I'm going to have so a So did you read that coat. book? And did, did that make you change? Because you were, you were always on brand, weren't you? So yeah. did you my, did web, you... my website was always black, and it had a um, like this highlighting bright teal. Bright teal it was. That's the color. It was like electric teal. Yeah. And at the time it became and it became I got pure by fluke that following year for, for the geeks out there. I love pantones. Um, <laughs> you're learning a lot of dark shit about me today. Um, but I love I love I love pantones. Like, do you know what I mean? Pantones. So pantones are colour charts used by the yeah, graphic yeah. design in- industry. So it basically yeah. means that Sam's when you're, got tons of them. Yeah, yeah. So when you're designing something on Photoshop, you see something in what's called RGB colour, which is made of red, green, and blue light, because that's how your eyes process mm-hmm. colour. Yeah. Whereas in the print industry, you use CMYK, yeah. uh, which is cyan, magenta, yellow, mm-hmm. and black, which is K, um, which is a completely different process for making colour. So what pantones do is they they take a colour that's printed in front of you and they convert that into RGB values or hex codes that you can put into a computer. So it won't look like the right colour on your screen, but when it's printed, it will come out as the right colour. Mm. So that's what a pantone is. Now, pantone are a huge industry because ultimately the world of design, both from clothing to websites to... It doesn't matter. They use Pantones all the time for colours and inspiration, for mm. trends, trend setting, trend forecasting. And it just so happened when I started using this teal colour, about a year and a half later, the teal colour I was using was the Pantone colour of the year, which is a big deal because it means these huge brands like Armani, Boss, start using that colour because it's going to be on trend. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I became on trend completely yeah. by so accident. So you just got lucky. I got lucky. Um, because it was just a colour that I liked. I saw it. In fact, I remember buying that suit and that tie from Greenwood's Menswear, which I don't even think exists anymore. Yeah, and I just got lucky because I used to wear completely black in this tie. We're yeah, sorry to you, Greenwood's if you do still. Like I'm sorry to Greenwood's. I'm so sorry, but, but good, good suit. Still got it. Wear it at funerals. So that's so, an, that's an um, example of the zap where everyone's wearing the same sort of colour scheme. You've yeah, gone opposite. I, I went. Off. I'll just do something completely. And I wore it everywhere to the point where I would turn up at network events and people would go, oh. You got any? You got any different clothes, Sam? Or do you just always wear yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah. used to take the mick. But that was an idea that I got from Steve Jobs, who always would go on stage wearing his chinos and a black polo and his glasses, and he wore it every day. And actually, if you read anything from Steve Jobs, obviously sadly passed away now, but the guy was an absolute loon, and I could probably uh, relate um, on that regard. But he was he was an absolute genius in a sense that he would have Monday to Monday to Friday clothes that were all identical. Mm. They were different, yeah. but they were identical. Was it, was it Einstein? That and, it and was it, the, the theory of just having the same wardrobe takes away the indecision of what to wear and, it's just and efficiency, and, and, isn't it? And, exactly. But it's on brand. Exactly. And so it's the same now. It's just it's a different suit. It's a different costume. Um, sorry, that's what I call it, a costume. It's weird because it is a costume because you're an act, right? Because you're a superhero. Because uh, yeah. I'm a superhero. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely talk for hours about that logic. But um, but yeah, so but when other magicians started catching on and started wearing three piece suits and and stuff, I changed and I started wearing like no tie. Yeah. I literally got rid of the tie. Mm. So now I still don't wear a tie. And sometimes people say to me, "When did you forget your tie?" I just go, "You know, whatever, pal." But I actually have a spare tie in my back pocket. Then I go, "No, no, 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 it's right here." And then I just pull it from behind the rear. <laughs> but it's that idea about if, if if one in a thousand people say that, I've got a miracle. 
because now they've asked for the magic. It's always more impressive if the audience connect the dots. Yeah, if yeah, the audience yeah. bring the idea and make the connection, it's always more powerful in both sales and magic. Magic is just sales with, with playing cards. That's all it is, it's sales with playing cards. Yeah. Um, if you think selling like wedding films and, and photographs is difficult, try selling something that doesn't exist. So, um, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, so I was like that. But I thought, no, no tie. I wore an off-colour waistcoat, off-colour jacket, off-colour trousers, completely mad. But it started working. And then all of a sudden, what happened? I don't know if, you, 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 won't, you, won't, you won't know what I'm about to say next, I imagine, because you weren't wearing a black suit and uh, a teal tie. Primark decided to do a rebrand. And Primark's colour scheme was black with teal. And they are still, to this date, using that colour scheme. And I, I had ditched that two years before. Right. And I thought, thank fuck. Or else otherwise, I am now aligned with Primark. Primark. You were the Primark guy. Yeah. 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 And, and I thought... And, yeah, and then that colour, what was really funny was all of the magicians that had seen either me or got the idea from somewhere else to wear that colour scheme were now all Primark related because they were wearing stuff that was related and bigger brands. There's a good lesson the in there about emulating like big, big top end high street yeah. brands, the big boys, you know, yeah. like it, just if, if I wear like Primark, I can picture the color of blue that Primark have in all the shops. Mm -hmm. So by wearing that color, you're associated. associated with Primark. Of course you are. They Whereas, spend millions of pounds a year on yeah, that brand. So you want, you want to be looking at the yeah. top brands and going, what colors, what fonts, what, you know, logo. The, Absolutely. And, and that's what I do on my website. So website's about to get relaunched. Uh, it's not been changed in three or four years. Three or four years ago, it was different. I used mm. to get people saying, wow, your website's so different. It, it's really cool. We really love it. I've not stopped getting those comments. Mm. It's because everyone else has caught up. So now I'm ready to evolve again. Mm. Something new, something yeah. more on trend. Well, my, um, my or what will be on in trend in a year's time. Because the trick is, don't do what's on trend now. Do what's going to be on trend in a year. Mm. Now, the trick is, well, how do, how do you know what's going to be on trend in a year's time? Well, you've just got to roll the dice sometimes. And you've just got to hedge your bets and go, well, actually... Just try it. Try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, that, you know, it's a brave right. choice to do, though. When everyone's going left, you turn right. It may, exactly. Because, I'm, really, think, I'm interested in that book. Zip, zip Zap. Yeah, it's called Zip Zap. Well, it's, by. Oh, man. Oh, I should know. I've read it that many times. But I'm always reading it. I'll, I'll, you if, go back if, to it. If I'm feeling a bit stagnant in my business, or I might think, oh, website needs updating, bang, open this book, turn to a random page, read something, and go, wow. Someone else has already had this problem. It's a good thing to do. Just yeah, re go over the same the yeah. stuff that you know inspired you. Yeah, there's another book. Whenever you just get a bit stale. Yeah, the, the other book I'd recommend for anyone is, um, and I make it sound like I read loads. I don't. I'm terrible at reading. I hate storybooks. Oh, I read every day. I mate, I am yeah. awful. I I'm terrible at it. Um, but I love factual books. I can happily sit there yeah. and read a dictionary. Such a loser. But I can't read Harry Potter or anything like that. I just my brain, I can't escape into oh, that right, world. Yeah. Um, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm magic. Why do I need to read it? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get enough jokes about Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter can't make his shoes but, disappear. But yeah, absolutely, loser. Um, and he wears glasses. Um, I had laser. Um, <laughs> but um, I can read factual books. So another book is called Now Try Something Weirder. Oh, love it. There's stuff in there. It's all about big brands and how they just went, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do something mad. And honestly, it's brilliant. It gives you so many great... Like, like just, real world examples. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, loads of real world examples. So when I, so when I started, obviously, with uh, the solo stuff, um, different business, not wedding related, really, um, I went, well, who, sends, who sells high-end tech? Apple. They've been the best at it for years. Right. So Apple have spent billions of dollars 
investing in market research, design, um, artwork, um, colour schemes, font choices, negative space, layouts, you name it. They have spent the most, arguably, you know, they're the, the biggest and wealthiest um, public limited company on earth. They have got the budget for these insane, insane R&D teams, yeah, that go and do all this hard work. Mm. Use it. Yeah, go onto these people's websites, make notes about how they're designed, yeah, what font choices, yeah. right click, examine source code, see what font it is. Yeah, that's, I've done it. What font weight, right? How is it spaced? Yeah, I've done all that. My The title yeah. of me, Adam Wing Films, on my website yeah. is I just, I've researched Gucci and Dolce Gabbana fonts and yeah. just did the same font because it was that yeah. association of like, well, that yeah. looks. You know, I mean, a lot, you a lot, of, at, a lot of at so, Apple. So Apple have their own. Apple have their own font, right? Mm. Apple have commissioned their own font, um, which just I did look classy, into. It? Weirdly, uh, turns out really expensive. Um, <laughs> wow, what an industry that is! Typography. Um, again, I'm big into my font, so I'm a bit of a loser. Yeah, but you can see that walks down the straight going Ariel. Comic Sans, <laughs> avant-garde new, like a wingdings myself. Yo, a bit of wingdings. You never know what you're gonna get, dude. You? <laughs> new Rebel. That's a zap. When well, no one can actually read it. You can <laughs> so, yeah. Hieroglyphics. My website is wingdings. You'll have to go to 4000 BC, and then someone might book you. <laughs> wing, wing, is there a font called Wingdings? Yeah, yeah but what? it's a goblet. It's just Wait, nonsense. It's similar. <laughs> I just thought it was like a. Um, no, no, it's. But real. you can Google like wingdings. you know. Apple yeah. style font and download a yeah. similar one. Go on to typography.com. Yeah. Um, is a huge New York firm. It's definitely pulling back to that match your mirror and do what's already and, and make it consistent. But using yeah. all their experience and knowledge to then pull it back into your business. Someone's like, we're individuals. We do not have the marketing budgets to do a huge amount of market research. Mm. We don't. We don't no, have but that it's money. there online, isn't it? But it's it? already there. Yeah. It's accessible now. You just have to kind of peek behind the curtain a bit and go a little bit a step further rather than reading blogs on how to design your website. <clears> go onto great websites and look behind the curtain and view the yeah, source code. Yeah, yeah. Have a look how they're building it. I know not everyone's got those skills. I'm a loser. I learned to program websites when I was like 10. But yeah. like, you know, it, it, those skills are so, so useful in the modern day. It, it, well, for anyone that wants to... Tr it's... Um, <laughs> You can Google that. Inspect is it? It's got the inspector tool. Yeah, source yeah. element. On, I can't on, remember on Google, how it is. You, yeah. I, I know Google, how to do it. I can't remember the words. If you, you just use on Google Chrome. Right click, inspect source, or uh, yeah. Start and it brings inspector. up all the source code behind yeah. the website, and you can learn all the Abs absolutely where do the it. images come from, the fonts, all of it. Mega. Absolutely. Because I do that. Because I yeah. have a programming background. Yeah. But I know not most people will have yeah, no yeah. idea what you're on about. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's it's uh, an. It's easy, what gives you an edge, you know. It's an e easy way of utilising millions of pounds which have, of research which I haven't paid for. I don't know if this will make the cut, but when you're a magician and you sell your services as a magician, because I tried to get away from that word, because yeah. the problem with that word is Paul Daniels, top hat and tails, rabbits, magic wands. Yeah. It's a difficult stigma to not be associated with. Yeah. And I tried for years calling myself a wedding entertainer, a magical entertainer. You know, Darren Brown tried it with psychological illusionist. Yeah. You know, he's just a magician, but he's a psychological... Oh, that sounds different. I know videographers have done it. Wedding cinematographer. <sighs> that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, Spielberg with a nice pair of shoes on that, isn't it? I, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I hate it, all that stuff. Yeah, do you know? And, and it's really hard. And as a magician, it was, it's, and I just realised I can't. 
I can't, of course I can't move away from it. Because as soon as I try to describe myself as anything other than a magician, people go, right, so you're a magician then. I go, yeah, yeah, I'm a magician. Yeah. And because I haven't got the millions of pounds of the marketing budget to basically convey and educate an entire population on that I am more than a magician. Mm. Um, and so I started using the tagline, more than just a magician. Yeah. And then I thought, that's a great tagline, that more than just a magician. Brilliant, that. Brilliant. Well done, Sam. Pat on the back. Yeah. He'll do your dishes as well. He'll do yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly, right. Um, and it was because I felt like I delivered more than just magic tricks at weddings. Um, and then one day I went into Costa and I went, I'll have just a flat white, please. And the barista went, just a flat white? And I went, yeah, well, a flat white. And he went, this isn't just a flat white. I'm about to make you the best flat white you've ever had. <laughs> and I went, fuck me. I'm not just a magician. I am, I, a, yeah. I, I am the magician. And I and immediately got rid of the word just off my website. Got rid of it. Just. Just got rid of it. It's got a negative connotation. I got, it, I got rid of, exactly, just. It, it, what it does is it downplays Big up the, the thing that you are. Mm. I was literally downloading, I was literally downloading, downgrading myself. Yeah. And then I realised on my website, I could add an extra touch to your special day. Extra? I'm not extra. No one budgets for fucking extras. Get rid of the word extra. Additional. Oh, for an additional thing. Or add that extra thing. Or add an extra bit of sparkle to your, you know, your special day. I thought, fuck, I've done it twice in one sentence. Add extra. Got rid of those words. Bookings increased. Because all of a sudden, rather than being a thing that you could have, I was something that you needed to have. I wasn't an extra. Yeah. I wasn't additional. You're not additional. I'm, you're a necessity. You're a, you're. It sounds so simple. Yeah, and then brilliant. I even had, um, and, and, and you know, that, that went into the book along with the, the barista thing, I think. The but, barista needs a shout out. He's changed yeah, your life. I, I, I don't know who you are, but yeah, honestly. Cost I don't the think, wisdom. Yeah, I don't even, and, and that's the thing, right? You never know where you're going to get these little nuggets of information from. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who the guy was. I've probably never met him again, but smart, he completely changed guy. my business. <laughs> In one sentence, he changed my business. Brilliant. Um, and and it's, in, it's insane. And I'm, I'm a big big believer of semantics. The way that you speak in emails, the way that you speak to people, um, the language that you use completely changes the way people will feel mm. about you. Mm. Um, and even more important than the words that you're using is the tone in which you use those words. Um, I, I, I could get really geeky now if you, you want to get into it. There's something called the 55387 rule. Have you heard of this? No, okay, so it's a guy called Alan Morabian came up with it in like the late 70s, published it. Uh, and and, it, and it, it's been misconstrued over the years to basically become nine-tenths of communication is body language, which is absolute nonsense. It's not. It doesn't work like that. 55% um, of your communication between two human beings is body language. In other words, the way that, that we use our bodies, mm. the hand actions, our yeah. foot positions, our facial expressions, all of that, even the way you smell and your pheromones. Yeah, body language. 7% is the words that you're speaking with. So the actual words in your language, 38% is the tone in your voice when you deliver those words. So five, six times more important than the words you're using is the tone in your voice. And when you kind of go, what? Is that, is that a thing? It's a huge part of it. You could you, call you somebody know in now. bed in a really nice way. And I do it at weddings all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is why people ask me with regards to wedding speeches. Yeah. Oh, can I not swear? You can swear yeah. as long as you 
deliver the right, right. tone. Yeah, and how many times and have I done it? Correctly, he, he's got the sensor guy here. He's going to be on fire during this. The number of times I've sworn, but I've said it in a way that is jovial yeah. and fun. Yeah. And so you know, it's not aggressive or curt. It's. it's I tell you what gets a bigger reaction, my audience. If I'm just walking around and I say the word shit. Yeah. But the way that I deliver it, everybody they, and, they, and they laugh instantly. And, I, and sometimes I won't even finish the tea. I'll go shit, and then I go. Yeah. It's like, uh, if you, I was to go, shit. And do you know what's really, go, do you know what's really funny? When I did my magic circle exam about six, seven magic, years ago. He's done a magic circle exam. Yeah, you have to do an exam to get in, a performance exam. I did the no routine way. I always do at weddings. Did pirouette. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do, the, do the routine that I always do at weddings. Um, spoiler alerts, I've been doing the same seven minute act to every group of people at every wedding for the last 10 years. Yeah, I've not changed anything really. Modified a few jokes, yeah. added a few bits in there and there and that. Sounds and so, just yeah. like my yeah. act. Why, why, Although why, it goes a bit longer than seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, seven minutes for me is a record. Seven actually. minutes, one group. Uh, seven seven minutes, 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 longer than I can perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> but I've not changed it, and the reason being is, is it carries on working. But um, and and it gives people a mutual talking point, right? If you if you see Sam Fitton at one group of people, and then I go to another group of people and do the same act, those those groups of people now have to say have something mutual to talk about. Yeah. If I did something different, oh, they did you see? His did you see with the what? Did he put yeah. that level on my hand? Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then they go, yeah. Oh my god, that was so funny. Whereas if you do something different, they go, no, I didn't see that. Oh, did you see the one with the coin? No, it's like going to two different films and then meeting up with your mate afterwards to chat about them. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you both sat in the cinema together, oh, you'll be talking about that film for years to come. We were doing it just before we went live, talking about films. We hadn't seen it in the conversation. It's it a dies, warm. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, you're not seeing it? Oh, right. Okay. Well, never mind. Conversation stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same, same sort of logic. Um, but um, yeah, I, and like I say, I've been doing that that same for. for we're talking about the tonality, and we yeah, the, and the t- yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The way you God, use we words. will get back to this. The practice. way that you use words yeah. and, the and, in the, and in the magic circle exam. Thank you for bringing me back on track. Thank you. Um, I I did that that act, and I say the word shit in the act because it has to be there mm. for comedic value and for misdirectional purposes. Yeah, to convince an audience of something that isn't really happening that is. So I get the, I get a trick wrong, in inverted commas. For all intents and purposes for the audience, I've laid these foundations to make the audience believe so that they connect the dots to think this has gone wrong. So that when I put the two cards on their hand and they're wrong, and I go, was yours the six of diamonds? And they go, yours, shit. And it's said in a way that is tonally means to them they genuinely think I've got it yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. which is only gonna heighten the effect when it then comes good. Is this so yeah. much in your mouth? No, 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 don't do that anymore. Oh, I like that one. It's it's the one where the cards change places in their hands, right? But I did that at the magic circle, and they marked me down because I swore during my act. And I went, right there, you're dealing with people that that are basing what I do purely on technical skill and not on theatrical script writing. Mm. Because that's that's a script that's been written, it's been timed, it's been rehearsed, it's been done ten thousand times. I know how to deliver that and how to get the impact out of the end of it. Mm. It's not just done on a whim for a laugh because I've got bad language. It's it's done intentionally. It's been yeah. thought through, um, and it's just really funny how mm, you know. That's interesting. But, but, yeah, but, but now when you translate that to sales, that's why a phone call is so important because someone can feel the tone. They understand who you are Versus as a person. Email. An email. It's We're hard. only dealing with 7% of language now. Mm. We're only dealing with words. If, unless you're an unbelievable writer, and I mean like New York Times bestseller, so that you can convey tone in a way in text mm. that only a great author can, then you're only dealing with 7% of language. Because 
uh, of communication. Yeah, body language, because, tone, out the window. Exactly. Yeah. You're only dealing with 7%. Something I've struggled with, and you'll, you'll laugh at this because my tone's like I'm, yeah. I'm very monotonous <laughs> and I'm aware that I, and I've always had a complex about sounding monotonous I read a story to a kid and I'm like and then the Gruffalo did this and it's like and I've learned yeah. I've got kids now and I animate myself yeah. and I've had to learn to be better on the phone you know this yeah, I used to pick up the phone and go yeah I, I, and, and, it, and the, the, the people at the worst the people the, at the other end of the phone would go Adam are you okay and I go someone just died yeah you're all right. But I'd, I'd ask what? you. I'm very happy right now. Yeah. Are you, yeah. All, right? Are you so all right, mate? I was, I was awful. Yes, I'm fine. And people, <laughs> with my tone, people genuinely thought, yeah. oh my God, something awful's happened to him. Honestly, it's so important. And I, in my head, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly content today. Yeah. Why are these people always asking me if I'm okay? And yeah. it was my tone. And I've, yeah. So I've had to learn with business and being at a yeah. wedding. Like, so important. Even now, I still sometimes have to re- just check myself various points in the day and go, come on, pet yourself up a bit. Because yeah, yeah. I, I know that I can slip into a monotonous... And do you, know what's re- do you know what's really funny is, when you're an entertainer, and I'm sure you get this, when you you have a switch, right, it's mental switch in your head. Because if you were y- the way you are at weddings all the time, you'd be dead in your mid-40s, you'd have a heart attack, you wouldn't be able to cope with the amount of... Mm. Just, like, we thrive on pressure and stress as entertainers, right? Like, that amount of adrenaline soaring through you is like, it, I don't know, it like takes you to another plane and you can just start doing stuff that you can't do at home because mm. you'd be a nutter. You can't do it in Sainsbury's while you're doing the weekly shop or else people would just be like, who is... They'd think you're on yeah, like, MDMA you, or something. Different versions you know of yourself. Yeah, 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 and you have this switch that you flick. Helps if you are on MDMA. <laughs> the amount of times well, guests okay. have said to me, oh, he's your uncle. Like, if we're working together yeah. and they get wind and they go, oh, so you, you know him, he's your uncle. Right. It's easy on coke. Mate, I get and it. I, I get it as well. And I've never touched the stuff. I've never taken any drugs like, in my life. No, why are you asking it? I'm it's just so boy. like upbeat Mate, all the time. I, Isn't pro- it funny that people think you have to be on something to actually be like, be like that? Upbeat and fun and happy yeah, and yeah. energetic. It's like, no, Mate. you can be this way normally. Mate, yeah, absolutely. They're just not used yeah. to it. Mate, and in the, and in the, in to paraphrase world. Cindy Lauper, people just want to have fun. Um, you know, they do, <laughs> right? That's why people are at weddings. You want to have fun. I want to have fun. And I found the more fun I have, the more fun guests have. So I had a, I had a guy so argue with me once, it, telling me that I am. I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but he wouldn't. He wouldn't. I say. I no, he wouldn't. I take no for an answer. I was, I, like, I was at a wedding at a, a very lovely. Cheshire. Give me some. I, I know you've got it. I, was, I know I, you have. Give well, me some. Well, I was at a wedding venue, um, very nice one in Cheshire, and someone came up to me like, "Mate, have you, uh, have you got anything spare? You can, uh, you can." Yeah, yeah. Can I have a bit of what you're on? What, what playing card? What were you after? They went, "No, you got any fucking coke on you." It's like, no, I've not got any... I've got an extra strong what, mint. Why, why do you think I've got coke on me? Well, you're clearly on it, aren't you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not! <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not on it! What makes you think that? I'm not taking any of I'm not going to... This isn't going in. Yeah. <laughs> is it, I definitely should go in. So you have this switch that you flick. And like, so when I come off stage, when I leave a wedding breakfast, or, or, or leave a, sorry, a drinks reception, or when I've just finished with the host and I've got a bit of time off... Whew, you know, oh, in like you, you, you can go in there and ask Sam, "What am I like the day after a wedding?" Shattered, aren't you? It wipes you out, bang, crash, you know, hits yeah. you, hits you like a brick wall. Yeah. And you do. I get home from from a, from weddings, and I will sit in front of the TV with a beer like that because my mind is going two thousand miles an hour, but my body's shattered, so I can't sleep. It's like in sounds like insomnia. You've got no like conversation left sometimes, haven't you? You like you leave a wedding day. Next morning, I've just like. I've got nothing yeah, to say. I'm like, my brain's uh, gone uh, dead. Uh, managing, managing those peaks and troughs is so important. Like, because, yeah. yeah. I actually found out, do you know, during COVID, 
Sorry, I can talk for England. This can be like a three-hour episode. Uh, maybe we'll start a Patreon and all of the extra golden nuggets you can put in there. Um, <laughs> but, but like, so um, when COVID hit, I went through a massive, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit any of this stuff. I'll talk candidly about anything in my life, really. I had a massive bout of, I'm not going to call it depression, but man, I was low, really low. Um, it's because you're not getting your topped up every week. I got in touch with a friend of mine who's a GP, uh, and obviously on the phone, we're in bubbles, we're at home, stuck, and I went, look, these are my symptoms. I said, I'm getting twitches, um, my temperature is fluctuating, I'm, I'm getting cold sweats at night. I said, I'm waking up dripping in sweat, and I mean dripping. I mean, do you know when the bed's literally, you've soaked a bed? This was during COVID? This was during COVID. Well, you had COVID. Right. <laughs> no, I'd done a test, I didn't have COVID, right? Um, so. I, I, did, I was like, look, I'm, I'm getting banging headaches. I was, I was like, I can't concentrate. Um, she went, right. She went, you're basically describing the symptoms of withdrawal. It's like you're coming off drugs, mm. like hard. Mm. And I was like, right. And she was like, and how can I fix that? And she went, well, you just replace it with the thing that you're missing. And I went, right, but I'm just not doing weddings and events and performing. And she went, well, it'd be the adrenaline. She said, you're on a huge come down from having a certain amount of adrenaline in your bloodstream pretty much constantly throughout your life that you've become accustomed to over 20 years of performing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she goes, you remove that adrenaline, you're going to have these, your brain is going to have withdrawal symptoms. And all of a sudden I was like, holy God. She was like, the only way you can see through this is with injections of essentially epinephrine <laughs> or, which I'm not going to prescribe you because that's stupid. Yeah. Or you need to get back out. You sit, you sit, you sit it out. You, you can only sit it out. You've got no other yeah. option because I can't perform. Yeah. So I had to sit it out. And honest to God, I was like this. I had sweats. I had yeah, d- depression. Bizarre. And yeah, it was basically yeah. That's what it was. It was withdrawal symptoms from performing. Oh, this. How mad is that? This, um, one, one thing. I, before we wrap up, we've got some closing questions that on. we ask everyone. Um, I just wanted because we spoke about this off air. Um, I wanted to touch on kind of what you know how you see this in 10 like shelf life basically yeah. is are you going to be a magician forever mm. and how do you keep keep evolving and keep zapping when everyone's zipping and yeah because i i feel like and i might just be naive about it but i think as a videographer i know that i can sell myself to couples because very easily because yeah. they're similar age to me getting married mm-hmm. the early 30s late 20s whatever yeah and i'm on a level with them when i'm 50 and i'm the I'm the video guy. Yeah. It doesn't have the same. Yeah. No, offen- no offense. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I might be wrong, but I feel like when I'm, when I yeah. get older, I'm gonna, not going to be the young, cool video guy anymore. I'm going to be yeah. the, the, the guy, with the, the old guy with the camera, which is a bit more cr- inherently yeah, a creepy. A little bit creepy. Yeah. 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 Same and with I imagine it's right? the same with magic. Yeah, it's, of course it is. I mean, when you're going up to, you know, young women in their twenties as a sixty-year-old man, going, "Would you like to see some magic?" <laughs> Yeah, fuck off, Grandad. Yeah, and do you know no, you wouldn't I mean? do it's, that. It's but have be, you, do, you have, have, do, you have, do you ever think about it? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, about six, seven years ago, I started doing wedding hosting. That was one of my zaps, if you will. I thought, hang on, I'm a magician. I'm already meeting guests during the drinks reception. I've already building rapport with them. And then I'm handing them over to some guy in a red coat who's never met these guests before, that's never yeah. interacted with them. And I thought, that's why Toastmasters have such a hard time and why they're so abrupt, because they, they've got no rapport with guests. Mm-hmm. I've got all that. I can now walk into a room and immediately you've got their attention. 
because oh it's that funny guy from earlier oh yeah. he was a good laughing yeah, yeah. and that's I've how got... it works when you do the drinks that, and that's why that's you mingle, why with drinks I mingle on the drinks of course it is because make you them feel they get they know me before I even start my acts then exactly. I think it makes it easier as opposed to some artists will will just will jump up the singing waiters well. yeah. or they oh well, here we have it's to meet you like this it? guy yeah but like, singing waiters similar thing I think is a bit of a maybe an anomaly in a sense that they have to be a surprise for obvious reasons yeah of course yeah but um. It's why that I think a lot of the time when singing waiters kick in, that's polite applause. Yeah. Because it's always an act on. We've got to get involved mm. and clap rather than out of admiration or rapport or yeah. respect or just friendship because you've built a relationship with, with, mm. with the own audience. So that was one thing when, when I was apt. That, that was how I kind of yeah. extended my shelf life because I realised I wasn't that young 20-something when I met Howard doing all these flashy card tricks that no one else is doing. I wasn't the young guy you got at your wedding anymore. Um, and then will I evolve again? Absolutely. Because, you know, do the wedding hosting, have a lot of laugh. I'm not going to be able to run around like I do doing the hosting now. And, you know, you know, when I get to like Howard's age, why are you, you know, 65? Well, how old are you? Um, <laughs> I tell you what. He's ageless, this man. He's ageless. You're going to use that uh, as I th- the. Uh, I think that's the key. The, word, the start. The sting, yeah. yeah. When, when you talk, no matter what age you are, I think when you yeah. start talking, converse with people, I think the, the age goes out the window. Of course it does. You know, yeah. I can talk to somebody who's 70, they're full of life and passion and fun. Yeah. I don't care how old they are. Yeah. And I just think as long as you keep that vibe. Yeah. I run around now the same as I did when I was in my 20s. Yeah. You know, the only thing I don't do is the stupid splits jump anymore. Yeah. And I but think, apart from that, I yeah, think the same. You pull, you pull your hammy. Yeah. You've, <laughs> you've, <laughs> I think you've answered my question just because going back to the tone and thing, you're you you're very youthful, and I see you having the same rapport with the couples as I do, and I I I'm worried that I might lose that when I get older. But you're older, and you're still you yeah. still got and it. And I know people that inspire me are it's older. It's about as well. staying youthful and about keeping the tone yeah. light and and yeah. just staying on the pulse and not not kind of just getting old and yeah and and, 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 and conversing and, as an old person. And, You've got and, to stay. And, and it happens to everyone, and it'll happen to you soon. You start realizing that your couples are younger than you. This is what's. And yeah, that is a weird yeah. tipping point. I've that just got to the point where yeah, I'm yeah, now yeah. older than some of the couples. Yeah, and, and I like, always Whoa. used to be young, younger. Yeah, you're like, Whoa. Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm a bit older sometimes. It happened to me when I was about 32, I realised, and I was like, oh no. And, uh, and, I thought, and it's I, only going to get worse. I, you've got to evolve, you've got to change. Yeah. And so like I've said to Claire, you know, you know, when I get into my 60s, 50s, I hope I'm still performing magic and still able to, and alive and well. Um, but I can't wait to play the doddery old man. And I'm going to sell it as that. You get me coming to your wedding. I pretend like I'm doddy old, doddy old granddad that's been that you know that hasn't been booked. That just walks in when he walks up. Brilliant, exactly, man. That's where I'm getting it from. I love films. I'm gonna walk up. I'm gonna take the cards out, drop that, them. If oh, you did the fuck. Willy Wonka bit um, where you, know, you fall over and then spring up, that would be sick. Uh, Kane's Kane's place. I love it. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? But, yeah, uh, Gene Wilder is the best. Great, it's amazing. Great scene. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, and you know, it's it's that again. It's it's setting an expectation level and then blowing it out of the water. That's ultimately what that is, right? He comes out because everyone goes, "Oh, he's the old owner of a chocolate factory, so he must be old and doddery." So he comes he's out, playing to those expectations, yeah. and then snap, does something different. Well, he zaps, he zaps in that moment, yeah. and he does something that no one expected. That was absolutely bonkers, yeah. but ultimately and the host, the host we had during the dinner and stuff, Mate, he's singing, he's smashing, everybody's Mate, singing. And you, you know, know it's you, like wow. yeah, and and you know, I do obviously, I do so I don't sing during the hosting. I do something different. But the amount of times now when I leave a wedding, they go, oh man, the host did oh, brilliant. Oh, we had, magic, so, we had so much fun. And they, they might not even mention the magic. <laughs> Do you know, it might have been brilliant, but they forgot about it yeah, now yeah, because yeah. you've done something else that was mm. fun and interactive. Yeah. 
So again, it's always evolving, and like, like I say, I'm, I'm already like looking at like, well, when I'm in my fifties, sixties, maybe seventies. Well, listen, don't worry, because you don't yeah. have to act any different. Yeah, what well, you maybe do now, not. In twenty years maybe time, not. you can still be the same. But know? I think don't but, just think because I'm older, I have to be a certain way. But but I, but I think but do I think you if want. you I think if you know let's say you're you're in your let's say your eighties and you're more of a crooner now right sat on a stool singing you know you can play up to all those stereotypes come in oh right ladies and gentlemen we're yeah, gonna do a do. song sit on a chair and then you never close your <laughs> yeah, eyes yeah, yeah. anymore when <laughs> oh, now oh, I see oh, why like, you just do the host and not yeah, sing shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. do you want to wrap up wrap up I got yeah. Do well, it. Ask whatever you want. I'm not right. bothered. So Nala and Nat, the last guests, yeah. um, before you said, um, what would you say to your younger self to get still get to where you are now, but quicker? How could you reach the point where you've got to now? So it's not that 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 classic. Like, what would you give? What advice would you give to your younger self? It's how would you still follow the same path, just do it quicker? Answer any way you like. I think if I had to give myself advice to my younger self to get to where I am now quicker. It's a really hard question that because so much of the wedding industry is about experience mm. and there is no shortcut to experience. You you, you have to graft. You have to mm. just be there. You That's have why I said to answer it any way you want because yeah. I would probably answer the I, same I, way. Do you know what? I, there is one thing actually and I only started doing this maybe five or six years ago and I wish I'd done it 10, 15 years ago and that's go and shadow other wedding suppliers. Um, I remember phoning Andy Murphy once on the way in back In different disciplines? Yeah, Not absolutely. Not just other magicians in your no, case. No, fuck other magicians. Yeah. Um, we're going to learn how to do a better double lift. Sorry, spoilers for anyone there. Or how to do this technical move. I'm probably not going to yeah. learn no, okay, as yeah. much value or bring as much value to my couples if I'm just learning more about magic. I want to learn more about everything else. Um, and so the wedding day I remember, when I, I, remember yeah. when I wanted to start doing hosting, I happened to be driving back uh, wife was on holiday somewhere and I thought I've got nothing else to do this, this evening and I happened to have spoken to Andy Murphy the, other, the like a few days prior and I knew where he was going to be uh, gigging so I phoned him and went mate can I, can I come down and shadow you tonight and he went yeah yeah sure I was like I hope you were with your gear I hope you were set packed down whatever and I, I just went I went and spent the whole night there until we packed down um, just seeing how you DJ a wedding even mm. though I don't want to be a DJ I don't want to stay until 2am don't, don't know how they do it Um but what I learned from that, and then I've second shot for David Stubbs at a wedding, um, you know, and, and I learned how the photography works. And yeah, I've had bridesmaids take clothes off in front of me and you awkwardly look away and start taking photos of shoes, you know, and yeah. stuff, you know. And, and, but the stuff I learned from that and, and, and the dynamic of then, so now I know what stress and pressure a photographer and video, videographer are under at that point in the wedding day. So I know not to hassle them and say, oh, by the way, I've got a magic trick for you later that's gonna be great. I know when not to mention that because I know they're under stress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I know when I work with Howard, I have to do the bride and groom thing really early because I don't want to upset his timings for the intros. Yeah, yeah so I, you, you're getting a better perspective yeah, and I suppose now you, you're doing the hosting, oh, you're, 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 so you can help I'm, I'm the day well, as a whole. I, I well, yeah. totally understand yeah. that now, yeah? Yeah, yeah? And I totally, because I remember when I, Howard first said, come on, Sam, we need to wrap this up, we need to get moving. And I was like, why has he been such a knob? Yeah, but, <laughs> but now I understand it, because ultimately Howard's got it in the air off the venue, because food has to come out at a certain time. Mm. So we have to work to that time normally, to the food. Generally, if it's, I mean, most venues you would hope they've got a cold starter so that at least they've, they've prepared that. But anyway, so, you know, there's always a knock on effect to what you do, and mm. there's always 
there's always more you can learn about the industry from other people's perspectives that will bring absolutely unbelievable value to what you do. And so I wish I'd started doing that earlier. I think that's a great thing I think that's a really good... Sh- don't be afraid to ask people in shadow and no, stuff. No, we're all and, lonely. Yeah. We all sit at home doing our emails on our own. Like, I say this to people all the time. We're all, we're all sat at home doing nothing. Phone up a videographer and say, hey, do you fancy a pint? You know, fa- mm. do, you, do you fancy going for a drink? You know, it's um, so funny because the social life of a wedding. People think, oh, you've got these parties all the time. Oh no, it's not. I have no social life <laughs> yeah. apart from my weddings and my mean summer date day. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and I love it like that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's like you say, if a supplier rang you up and went, "Just fancy just hanging out today, go for a coffee or something," yeah. it'd be like, "Oh yeah, I've yeah." Got I, I had a, I, I get me out of the office. Well, I had, a, comment, I had a videographer great. do it the other day, and I was like, "Brilliant!" They phoned me. I was like, oh, "That's great, nice one." Yeah. Um, Andy phoned me the other day. Do you fancy some drinks? I'm working, so I can't make it. But I was like, mate, unbelievable. I got a gig on a Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, and, and just, it's so important to stay connected to people outside of just at weddings. Um, you know, I'm sure other guests, and I know, I know they have because I've listened to some of your podcasts, have spoke about networking and the importance of building friendships and relationships with other wedding suppliers. Mm. Because it's a very small world, the wedding industry, yet it's quite disconnecting. You know, you come together, you all have an amazing time, you make a great wedding, and then you all disappear. Hmm. Yeah? And then you come back at another one, oh, great to see you again, and you disappear. And outside of those those really high-density, high-stress environments, it's actually quite a lonely world, hmm. um, being in the wedding industry. Hmm. And so actually staying connected to other wedding suppliers, whether you're playing football with them, like I know we've done five aside, yeah. um, whether you, you go clay pigeon shooting or whether you're just having a drink in a bar, go fishing, you know, with, go fishing with Johnny tomorrow, <laughs> uh, you know, like, and, and actually the other advice I would give, so it's a two part answer is go to more courses that have nothing to do with what you do. So I signed on to the very first, I think it was, David, Philip White. Yeah, I went to Philip White. You, you know I went I to Philip White. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to Philip White's yeah. videography course. And the whole room is full of videographers. And it came to me and they went, all right, so what do you do? Oh, I'm Sam, I'm a magician. And they all kind of went. <laughs> what are you doing here? And, and at the time, I, I literally had one wedding film that I'd actually made for a couple not because I'd sold it but because a mate was performing I said I'd come down and get some footage for him and the deal was I'd edit something together for the couple as a thank you for letting us do that Yeah. Um, so my friend had a promo for his website and and that was what I showed because uh, we all had to go around and introduce ourselves and show a video we'd made so I used that one um, and, and all these videographers and photographers are looking at me like why are you even here and I just went well do you see any other magicians in the room and they went networking Bingo. I'm meeting 20 high-end videographers that are willing to invest in themselves. Mm. They are the best people to be connected to. Mm. People that are going to... Striving, aren't they? Exactly. They're the people that want to be better. They want to invest in themselves. Um, I did the same with David Stubbs' SEO course. I went on one of the first one of those. Um, Sorry he was doing it. 250 quid. Not a problem. There you go, mate. It's all yours. I'll sit there. And David, literally all the way through, was like... You do that, don't you, Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's good with websites. <laughs> you know, because I knew it all. I knew what David was teaching. Not all of it, because he, he has got some really clever stuff going on. But I knew a lot of the content. But I wasn't there for that. I was there because it was a it was a SEO course for photographers. Mm-hmm. And most of my recommendations come from photographers. And so getting to know more photographers was important for my it's business model. It's worth money, isn't it? Yeah. Of course 100%. it is. I've had way more than 250 quid back out of that course. Of course I have. Great. 
Yeah, going to BPM with you. Uh, the DJ's you know, one. It's investing into yourself, but I've had a great time along the way as well. Mate, absolutely. None of it's boring, is it? No. None of it's monotonous or forced. It's no. actually interesting no. and good. Uh, yeah, and, and, it's, and, and I think th those would be the two bits of advice if you want to cut this down, is do more courses that have nothing to do with what you're doing, but have got the people in the room that you want to be speaking to, and go and shadow people. Learn how the industry works. Go and work at a wedding venue. You know, and it because it will get you. It will absolutely get you work. Mitten Hall's a good example. I always turn up an hour and a half, hour early for weddings if I'm just doing magic. If I'm hosting, I'm there from probably nine a.m. And this is going back maybe ten years. I turned up at Mitten Hall, and they were putting out tables. There's a ceremony was at church, um, and it was just literally two two young ladies, and they were struggling with these big tables. And I said, I oh, don't worry. I mean, I'd, I'd set up. I had everything in my pockets, good to go. I've got an hour to chill out and have a coffee. And they were struggling. So I said, hey, I'll, I'll help you move them. So we're carrying the tables, job done. Didn't think anything of it. Went and did the drinks reception. Said goodbye. Off I went. Two or three days later, I get an email off Mitten Hall, manager at the time, who basically said, hi, Sam, we want to add you to our recommended list. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. And at the time, Mitten Hall for me was like the creme de la creme of venues. Mm. And it still is an amazing wedding venue. Still get a lot of work there. And I love it. It's a great venue. Um, and... In the email, they went, we had such great feedback off the couple and the guests, but also our staff, because you helped them move those tables, which you didn't have to do. And I, again, that was one of those moments in your career where you go, I am more than just a magician. Go in yeah, the extra mile. Yeah, yeah. Go in it, the extra it took mile. me no effort. Literally not a single drop of sweat was shed. Uh, and it took no effort mm. on my part to help out, other than having this that can do, will mm. make this work attitude uh, and, and being willing to just do anything necessary to make that wedding run better. Um, and that is, yeah, so yeah, it just goes to show how that attitude of being in the room with people, getting there early, you know, having that 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 personality, you know, to, to just, yeah, be willing to, yeah, make it work. It's someone's wedding day, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. They're not going to do it again. So make it fucking great. Yeah, Why yeah. do you want to be good when you can be great? You know, um, and so yeah. So all of that combined, and and you're well on the way to having a business that has longevity. Not making necessarily. You're not going to make millions. You know, I remember a friend, a mentor of mine, one day saying, "You're going to do magic for a living. You're not going to be a millionaire." Um, you know, he worked at weddings and events. A guy called David Lancaster, who's now retired. You might remember David. You may well have worked with him. Yeah. Um, and he said, "You're not going to become a millionaire." He said, "But if you do this right, you'll be in this game a long time." Mm. Um, and and yeah, and that was great advice. And it's advice at the time. I was like, oh, I don't know, I could probably do. Yeah, maybe I could be a millionaire. Um, you know, but ultimately, what he was trying to say was, if you it's not about that. If you yeah, if you want to if you want to be good at this, and you and you want a good career, and you you want longevity, you want to pay a mortgage. You have to be in it for the long game. And longevity comes from applying things and doing things in a way that makes it sustainable mm. uh, and 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 being passionate and caring about actually your couples and their wedding um, at the end of the day yeah Sam thank you very much there you go loved it you need to give a question for Cam, next person. please can you give us a question to ask the next and guest do I know who the next person's going to be no negative right um, okay cool. it's just, just a generic businessy sort of um what was your annual turnover between 2016 <laughs> and 20 <laughs> You have a second job working for the Inland Revenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a two-part question. And what was written on your return for your annual <laughs> turnover? <laughs> um, oh, um, if you 
weren't working in weddings, what would you be doing? And what did you want to be when you were a kid? Cool. And how do those things differ? And how can you bring that to weddings? So it's a four-point question. Yeah. But it's I'm, I'm good though, isn't it? Because it's we always though. ask that question, but we've cut it out on this one. It's been actually? going on quite a long time. It's always, right. if you're not in the wedding industry, yeah. sorry, if you weren't a magician what, or whatever, if you're not a singer, what else would you be in the wedding? We normally ask it, but that's, we'll use that on the next one. Do you one. know what? Ro- robotic engineer was always what I wanted to want to work in robotics. No, in the wedding industry. Oh, in the wedding yeah. industry. Yeah. What we've done now, we've done, we've cut it wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. Sam Fitton, thank you very much. Pleasure having you. Thank Thanks you. for coming Thank on. you, mate. Thanks so much. Thank you. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> I love it. We're going to be chatting for at? about another two was hours. My tone, was my phone wrong? Are you? Thanks, <laughs> Sam. Sam, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thanks, Howard. It was Sam, brilliant, mate. Thank, been, you. Thank yeah. you. Honestly, I loved it. Loved it, mate. Very fun, that Brilliant. Wasn't now I'll cut. Now you can carry on waffling. No, mate, I'm down for a pee. So, thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you found this episode insightful, inspirational. And if you did enjoy that, then please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify. We're Think Wedding Business. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. So, if you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube and find us at Think Wedding Business. And the same over on Instagram to keep up with all of our future episodes. We'd really love you to subscribe and join us on this journey. And if you do like this content, please consider giving us a five-star review. It just helps us get seen and helps spread the word. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.